I always feel like I want to enter or open this differently, and then I don't know what to say, and then I feel like real fucking goofy because I'm like, do I just say hi? Um, but hey, hey everybody, it is Joy, and this is the Joy of Social Work podcast. Um, and this is my fifth episode, my fifth full episode. And I will be honest, I don't really know where I'm going with this one. But don't stop listening because I'm sure it's going to get somewhere at some point. Um, But I feel like this is the first time that I haven't had like a fully developed topic in mind. And I'm kind of, not that I'm winging it. Like I know like kind of the things that I want to talk to you guys about. But not, I would say not as planned out as before. Which could be a good thing and it could be terrible. But We'll just see. Let's keep it going. Let's see how it goes. So let me give you an update from my last episode. I always feel like (laughs) in my mind, like things are like, okay, we're moving. We're going somewhere. And then like life be like, no bitch, back to reality. So I'm a full-time social worker. I'm a social work director actually right now. And that has been... Uh, it's a new job, a newer job, and it's been a lot. And I think I left my old job, and I talked about this, I think, in the anxiety episode because teen, I was working with teenagers, I was working at high school, and teenagers require a lot. And I felt like I couldn't give them all that they needed because I wasn't 100%. And so I left. And so now it's not so much the kids, but it's the adults around me. I'm like, oh, you guys, you want too much in my life. And then I start to question whether I'm able to do the work. And I start questioning whether I should be even working. But like, bitch, you got bills to pay, so you have to go to work. But uh, so in plan and like thinking of that and like feeling sometimes very stressed out, I'm going to this. Uh, I guess it's like a workshop about running your own private practice, which is my dream. And I've always said like that was like my goal. And that's why I wanted my clinical license because I want to work for myself. And I want people to want to, to want to have services from me and to seek me out and make appointments with me and come. And I'm not pushing my shit on you. So that's my goal. That's my dream. That's what I'm hoping to get soon. Uh, but yeah, I'll guess definitely keep you guys posted on that. I'll let you know how this workshop goes on Wednesday. Hopefully it's great and hopefully I learn a lot and I'm able to like put things in place to like begin to really, really, really work on my goals and my dreams. So that's kind of that and like where I am in my headspace. So last time I talked to you guys about my ex and that relationship, and I I don't remember if I asked the question, like, because here's the other thing. I don't listen to these things again. <laughs> I record them, and I save them, and then that's it. I listen to parts to make sure it records, but I don't, like, listen to them in, 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 it, in their entirety. I wasn't a proofreader in school. Like, I just kind of, like, push it in the in the, in the atmosphere or whatever and I just leave it there so I don't know what I be saying sometimes because I just be talking and then people will be like haha that was funny when you said this like apparently in the first episode I said bitch you think I'm Beyonce about my aunt and I was like oh my god I said that like it's true but like oh I don't believe I did that but 
So if I don't remember something, it's just because that's the that's not the way my brain works. So anywho, I talked about my ex and that whole situation, and maybe I asked, should I meet up with him? Maybe I just said like it was a conversation we had had. Well, anyway, this episode was released on that Sunday, and I want to say that Sunday I met up with him. Um, yeah, dramatic pause. So. It went well, I think, because I was able to talk about my experience in our relationship. So I don't know if it's a thing that people get amnesia when they do you dirty or it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I ain't never done anyone that dirty enough to not remember what I ever did to people. But he, you know, came into it with like, but we were so happy and this and this and this and this and this and that. And I'm like... No, no, maybe you were happy because you was out here living your best life. But I wasn't because I was out here looking like Boo Boo the Fool and being played for all of these years. And I think that some people, like, like people had emailed me. People had, like, DM'd me and said, like, don't meet up with him. You don't need to talk to him. I mean, like, or text me because my friends are very overprotective. Um, but I kind of felt like I needed to say my piece and I got to say my piece and I got to bring up things that um I think have impacted me and I think have built trust issues I know when Rashim and I first started dating uh and maybe not even first started like a good portion of our relationship maybe not the good I don't know I don't know how long it was because I don't keep track but like nah it might have been like a, a good few years and I struggled with trust because I felt like well if this person did this to me for all of these years what are you doing and he would always tell me I am not him and I don't want to I shouldn't have to pay for his mistakes and there was a time that Rashim and I had an issue which maybe I'll go into another time maybe I won't I don't know really how I feel about having that conversation honestly uh but like I'm sure you're like oh putting shit together in your head (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, you know, it was a very difficult time for us, and he said, I never want you to think I'm like your ex because it's such a sore spot for me. So whatever. So I was able to, like like I said, say how I felt, say what I had experienced, and say that even though it was bad and created such a, I don't know, like, sore spot for me. It's always, it's also helped me grow. So if I hadn't have gone through all of that, I don't think I would be the woman that I am today. I don't think if I've gone through all of the shit that I've gone through in life, I would have made me, I wouldn't have been, I, if I hadn't gone through what I have gone through, I wouldn't be who I am today, if that makes sense. And sometimes I think that's a hard message for people who've experienced a hard time, um, me included. I think it annoys me at times when people say, like, Rashim Dine is just going to get you to the next step in your life. And there is some guilt for me that's associated with that because with this podcast, for example, I probably wouldn't have created it had this not have happened. Or maybe it wouldn't have been about this. Like, um, years ago, 
Like when I was in school and stuff, I would like write papers because that's what you do in school. And I would let my mom read them because she'd be my proofreader. And she'd be like, you got some, like, you have such a story. You should share it with people and you should tell people. And I always would say I was going to write a book loosely based on my life. Um, but writing books is hard. And I sometimes can be lazy when it comes to things. And maybe this is just almost easier. You know, for years, people have told me like, oh, you should get a YouTube page because you're, all my friends are like, you should do stand up because you're so funny. And I think this is almost like that for me because it's safer because where around my friends, I have like a huge personality and I could be like really funny and I could be really silly and people like to hang out with me. I am around people that I don't know. I'm shy and I get nervous and I don't know what to say and I get uncomfortable. And so somebody being like, oh, you should do stand up. You'd be so funny. I'm like, I think I'd be really terrible because I don't think that I'd be funny for people who don't know me and who don't like me. Or for writing a book, I think that's just like a lot of pressure of like, what do you say? What don't you say? Does it make sense? Is it? And then sometimes I feel like that about this. Like, does it, what am I even talking about? <laughs> do people even care? And the other part of that is like, well, this is for me. This was created for me and my healing. And I'm going to get a little bit into that a little later. Um, so it doesn't, to some extent, it doesn't even matter how people receive it. Because if no one listens to it and I got something out of it, then that's a success because that was what my initial goal was. But if someone emails me and that's been happening or someone DMs me or someone texts me and they're like, oh, wow, you've inspired me and you've helped me get through this thing that I'm experiencing, that means a million times more than anything because one person has heard it and one person has gotten something out of it other than like joy is a mess or whatever other people get out of it. So that's what that is. And I don't really know how I got into this segue, but whatever. We met up and in the last episode, if you haven't heard it, you should probably listen to it because then it would make this make more sense. So I talked about how I just want some of my coin back and I got some of my coin. So that is a success for me and that's a highlight. And if someone out there is like, well, I wouldn't even want it. If your ex or anybody that owes you money ever gives it to you, you can just cash app it to me. I will give you my information if you don't want money that came from somebody else. But I ain't set up like that. And um, the way my bank account looks and this social work salary, if somebody is willing to send me some money, I'm going to take it. And that is the truth of the matter. So whatever. So that's that. I also went back to therapy. My therapist, ooh, I'm watching. Why did I get married to? And it's the part when the man busts in and she was her ex-husband. Anyway, so my therapist, like, resurrected. I don't know where she was. I ain't asked her because, you know, I understand that sometimes when you take it on people's life and people's stories and people's sorrows, it becomes a lot. So maybe you need a break. And maybe she needed a break. And I didn't want to push her. But I saw her. I felt really good afterwards. I got to get a lot of stuff out. I got to talk about some things that I think for me, I feel like I talk about stuff pretty freely and pretty openly. I talk to my friends about stuff, um, but it was nice to hear a, a perspective of someone who's not in it with me. You know, I think my friends sometimes take my side because they're my friends and they like, yeah, you're right, whatever. And other people don't necessarily agree in the things that I say because they're not connected to me in that way. 
And I like that there's somebody who's connected enough to hear me and listen to me and to ask me questions and engage with me in a conversation and someone who doesn't know me enough that they're not like, oh, yeah, Joy, everything you say makes sense and everything you say is right. So, oh, hello. Uh, So that was good. And I felt, like I said, I felt really good afterwards. And I'm going back in a week and a half, I want to say. I guess by the time you hear it, it'll be like, I think like a week and a half. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm excited um, about that. You know, I will continue to be into your heads the importance of mental health services and and not even just all of that. Like, just going to therapy and just talking about this stuff. I know so many people who I think could really benefit from getting the traumas and the hardships that they've experienced out. You just sit on that stuff for so many years and it doesn't do any good. It just, like, festers and becomes more things and it becomes anger and it becomes violence and it becomes addiction and it, like whatever like all of these things and I think we just need to get it out especially as people of color um because we just experience so much and even if you haven't like you're a person of color so every day can be a hardship whether you know it or not like people are looking at you and thinking things of you because of the color of your skin or because what they assume the color of your skin or your background or your hair, whatever it is you know it's rough so anyway Go get your shit checked out. So that's that. So lastly of like updates, uh, the 23rd is Rashim and I's fourth anniversary. And I probably talked about this because somebody said it to me and I was like, oh, how do you know that? So I guess I spoke about it. Um, but we would take turns planning our anniversary and this year would have been my turn. And I was talking to my friend about this yesterday and I started to cry. <laughs> we were like out drinking and it was weird because I'm like in tears (laughs) and I was like I don't know why I'm getting so emotional but it was something about and I I know that I said this last time is that our anniversary is like a just a thing for us it's not his birthday which everyone celebrates it's not a holiday that everyone is like oh he's not here it's like just him and I and I think in talking to her I realized how big the month of March was for like our relationship. And I'm like, Oh wow. I have all of these feelings and it's doing a lot to me and I am struggling. And so I'm going away this. So you'll hear, if you hear this on Sunday, when it launches this, that weekend that comes up next, (laughs) I am going away. So I'm happy about that because I don't have to, be here because also the reality of it is like I probably would be here and be by myself and be miserable so I'll be around other people and I will be hopefully doing something other than like sitting and crying and I'm sure they'll be sitting and crying ain't nothing wrong with that but hopefully doing I keep hitting the computer let me move hopefully doing something more than 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 just that so that's coming up um what else yeah that's kind of like an update I'm like eh, I don't think anything else is really going on in my life so what I kind of wanted to talk about was healing and friendship so one of my friends that sent me this a while ago and I'll read part of it 
She said, yesterday I was reading an article about adverse childhood experiences and they talked about the effects of trauma on how people process things. So the people would do a survey about their traumas and the next time they visited the doctor, the psychologist made sure they asked every patient who indicated an instance of ACES or adverse childhood experiences if they would like to talk about it. And most times people did and it resulted in less need for treatment. The ability to talk about it is a catalyst to healing. And then it hit me this morning that through all you've been through joy, the reason you are so strong is because you face things dead on. You don't run away. Why am I about to cry? (laughs) You don't hide from it. You talk about it and you feel it and you cry. And it's made me realize that the gift of what a gift the joy of social work is and how bomb you are for sharing this with the world, and how we are witnessing your healing in a way that people on the outside don't experience. And I just want to reinforce that you are so dope, like the dopest of the dope, and we are so proud of you and keep doing you. And so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about my friends, and hold on, not coughing. My friend told me I need to stop coughing so much, but I'm trying to plug in my phone, which is behind me. Hold on. So, if you know me, you know that my friends are, like, my everything. Mainly because most of my family doesn't live in New York City, and the family members who do live in New York or Jersey, I'm not as close to. I don't talk to as much. They don't really know adult joy. They, yeah, like, a lot of those relationships I have, like, like ended when my parents died. You know, my mom, my dad this year would be nine years. My mom this year is, I guess, seven. And so the person that I was nine years ago and seven years ago is not the person that I am today. And, and like, in going back to meeting up with my ex, I think he realized that, like, the person that he dated is not who I am today. And, like, the I'm so sorry's and the, all of that other shit is not, it don't do nothing for me no more. And so... The relationships I've had with my friends have always been the most genuine relationships that I've had because they've been the people who've seen me at my lowest and the people who've seen me at my highest, I think, and everything in between. And, like, they've been the people that support me. And so sometimes I think, for me, I think I get so hung up on friendships and how important they are to me that I fail to realize that just because this person is so important to me doesn't mean that I'm that important to them. And I've been struggling lately because everybody is living their life and they're like doing their own thing and they're getting married and they're having babies. And I know I talked about this before and it's like hard because you see things, especially on like social media and you're like, wow, people are like happy. And sometimes I'm not. And they think there's times that I feel like people should reach out to me and they should ask me for what I'm doing and they should want to be around me. But then they also don't have to because that's not their obligation. And so I've been like going back and forth with like, how do I feel about people and how do I feel about friendships? And I still think friendships are very important and I still love all my friends, whether our relationships have changed over the last few months or whatever or not. Um, But what I think I am very grateful for, for my friends, as I will always be, is that they've always been a, I think if I reach out to somebody, like to reach out to them, 
yeah, I, I believe that. If I reach out to people instead of like expect the people to reach out to me, they do allow me a place to heal and a place to be me and be free. So if you don't, if you are, if you don't have no good friends, you don't have no good friends. God, that's terrible English. If you don't have good friends, get you some because it is so important. My friends are more family than I think most of my family members are. Like I got a lot of cousins, but like my friends are like my sisters and I have one male friend and he's like my brother. <laughs> um, but in like connecting like that and in like the the relationships with even like trying to heal and become a better different person, I think for me, and like this is like my tip of the week, and I said it a little earlier, is like you just got to get your shit out. I think for me, I started this podcast or this be like became like a more of a real idea when I was at my probably one of the lowest moments of this whole experience. Um, I think, like, Rashim died May 26th. Uh, you know, like, it was like a week out before we had a funeral. So in that time, it was just like business, you know. What is he going to wear? What is he going to, um, where's the service going to be? What time is going to be? Who's going to do what? I wrote the obituary. And, like, I may have said this too. I don't know what I've been talking about. I wrote in three obituaries, and I think I'm really good at it. <laughs> if you need somebody to write one for you, holla at the kid. Um, so I'm writing that, and I'm, like, planning funerals, and I'm finding a dress, and I'm like, oh, I look bad. People are like, you're so beautiful. I'm like, I know I look crazy. And every time I look at a picture for myself from last year, I'm like, you look terrible. But I appreciate that people tried to make me feel like I did it. But I remember my old supervisor was like, you still have that beautiful smile, but your eyes are so sad. Because they were. Like, I was very sad. But I just had to keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, keep on playing and keep on working. And I don't think it was until I stopped and then that shit hit me. And it hit me hard. And that's when the anxiety began. began and I felt like I was dying every day. And I was thinking about dying every day. And it was just like a very, very, very rough road. And then I feel like I would be like on Instagram, like, ah, I feel like this and I'm crying. And this is funny because there's a meme coming out that keeps coming. I see, I keep seeing that's like, I don't care how sad my life is. I'm not going to cry on Instagram. Well, I cried on Instagram because that's how I felt and judge a mother. And, and there's just like all of these emotions and all of these feelings. And then being able to now redirect that to this platform, I think is very, has been very helpful for me and for my healing and there are days, of course, that are struggling, days that are hard, and days that I want to give up. But I think that I keep going because I know that I can. And I hope that anyone who's listening that feels like they're in a moment of like wanting to give up doesn't because you can keep going. I, I mean, like, like I said before, I know that my life isn't the worst. I know that I haven't had the most downs and hardships as, as other people. I'm, I'm sure there's people. I, I work in an elementary school, and there are nine-year-olds that have had more shit happen to them in nine years than I have had in 33. 
So, of course, I'm grateful for my experiences, but that doesn't negate that I've gone through stuff. And I think what I keep in my head is like, when people are like, how do you do it and how do you keep moving? It's like, what is my other option? Like, I can't stop. And I want people who are listening, who are going through stuff, you know, you know, like like people reach out and people reach out with some stories that I'm like, wow, that's hard. And I don't, and it's, it might be an experience different from mine and I don't know how you're doing it, but you keep going and you keep going for a reason. So I want people to not give up. I want people to reach out for help, whether you're calling a friend, you're calling a therapist, you're going to church, you know, if that's your thing. Do whatever you got to do to get you okay into a place where you feel like I can continue to make it. Like, do that. But, like, just don't give up and don't keep it inside. Um, you know, I grew up in a home where we couldn't talk about stuff. Like, whatever happened in your house, stayed in your house. Like, come on, we over that. Like, we got we to gotta get past that stuff and we got to heal. Or, like, start the process. Not, not going to happen overnight. Not tomorrow. You're not going to be like, oh, I talked to somebody. I'm great. No. But, like, you got to start the process. And you got to start working on yourself. Because it's so much bigger than that. Like, this. I don't know. I don't know if any of this is making sense. But I just feel like. For the most. I remember. When everything first happened, people would hit up my best friend and be like, how was Joy? How was Joy? How was Joy? How was Joy? She's like, she's okay. Or like, she would be like, such and such just text me, like, how are you? And I'm like, oh my God, like, why don't people believe me when I say I'm okay? And like, for me, I'm okay doesn't mean like, you know, I'm great and I'm like, so happy and I'm whatever. For me, it's like, I'm all right. Like, I am not amazing, but I'm also not like about to jump off the roof. Like, I'm okay. Like, I'm stable right now. And sometimes, like, it's okay to, like, just be stable until you can get to I'm good or I'm great or I'm amazing or I'm fantastic or, like, living my best life. And sometimes you just got to, like, get there. You just got to, you know, I think getting it all out is sometimes the key. Of your healing and your transformation as a person. So I would encourage you all to work on your transformations and work on your healings. Because most of us, I think, have some kind of, like I said, trauma and some kind of hardship that we've gone through. And if you can work through it and you can come out a better person on the other side, why not? Like, why keep it all in? Why not? Try to get better and do better and be happy. That's what I'm looking for. That is my goal for the rest of my life is to just be happy. I think I've had happy moments, but I don't know that I've lived a happy life. And maybe I have and I'm like being, I'm like shortcoming myself. But I just want to be happy. Like I really want to be happy. And my booty rubbed. But I really just really, 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 really just want to be happy. Like, and And I remember my pastor... From years from a while, he passed away in 2012, maybe 13, 14, 13, because I was wearing a wig. Um, 
he was saying like, you don't really want happiness. You want joy because no one can take joy away from you. Like happiness people can play with. But whatever. I want all of that. I want all of it. I want to feel like good when I wake up. I want to feel great when I go to bed. Like I want that. And that's what I want all of you to want for yourselves. It's just like, there's like abundance of like, today was a great day. And tomorrow's a great day. And the day after that, and like every day. And I know some shit is always going to happen because that's life. But like, I want more like happy times than like sad times. And I think sometimes my sad times have outweighed my happy times. And I think I've stuck in them and I've dwelled on them and I've not like moved past them and felt stuck, you know, like felt stuck and felt almost like a hater thinking about other people's happiness. And I don't want to do that no more. Like I want to be like, oh, she's living her life. He's living her life. They're happy. That's cool. And not like, well, fuck them because I ain't got that. You know, I don't want to like, I like, I need to not be like that anymore. And that's what I'm trying to work on for me. And that's part of the healing I'm trying to do other than like deal with the grief and deal with the sadness and deal with the depression and deal with the anxiety. It's like being able to really genuinely be happy for other people and social media and will make you feel like your life ain't shit because somebody else is like living their best life. And maybe it's just not my time. And that's, that needs to be okay with me. And I just need to be okay with waiting and being appreciative and grateful for what I do have and and not angry at what somebody else does have because I like I told my therapist the other day I said all of my friends are so happy and I am not (laughs) and I hate them all but I don't but I do and like that's just real and that's a real ass that's some real shit and that's just where I am. And again, don't know if this makes sense. Maybe this is not my best podcast, but this is like true shit. This is how I'm feeling. This is where I am right now. And yeah, let it go. Get it out. You and me and all of us, because it doesn't do you any good on the inside. It just festers and grows. So that's it. I ain't got nothing else to say because it's just going to keep on rambling. And I apologize if you're like, that was stupid, but (laughs) hey, this is part of it. You know, I think, you know, I like when this first came out, when I first launched this podcast, somebody was like, I don't understand the name of it. And like, why it's not like your, your own healing or like the betterment of joy or whatever. And I feel like when I go and I sit on a couch or a chair in the therapist's office, I'm talking about whatever I'm going through. It's not just about. The, the negative things or it's not just about you being in a crisis and you needing some help right now. It's like your life and your every day. And so me as a social worker, every time somebody, I talk to somebody, it's not like, oh, and I'm going to kill myself. And, oh, I'm so depressed. And, oh, I'm so this and that. And the third, but it's like, I had a good day. Let's talk about that. Or like, I'm excited about something. Let's talk about that. You know, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about this vacation or like going to visit my family, which is not really a vacation, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this trip that I'm going to go on in July. You know, like those are things that you talk about in therapy. And I think people get so caught up in like, well, I'm not in a crisis right now. And I'm not like, 
unhappy right now, but yeah, but that shit that happened to you when you were 15 will come back up. Or that stuff that happened to you when you was 25 could come back up. And you got to get it out. But anyway, I ain't going to preach about therapy because I'm going to go on and on and on and on and on. But yeah, that's all I got to say. Sorry. This was like random. (laughs) And don't hate me and don't send me nasty messages. Just keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is the Joy of Social Work Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or whatever you want to email me, the joy of social work at gmail.com. Joy with an I, not a Y. Uh, next episode will be out on Easter. And we're going to do an Easter episode. I got to talk to my people because I feel like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, next episode is supposed to come out on April 1st, which is Easter. And I don't know. We got to talk about it. But it'll probably be out. Like, I don't think I should not do an episode because it's Easter. Maybe I'll just curse less. All right, anyway, thank you again for listening. Take care. Get it out. <laughs>